tries to be on time but utterly fails due to events in our life, both good and bad, that uh, keep us from the mic. But because there has been quite the flood of news, transfers, information, and all the other fun stuff that uh, you come to RFK Refugees and hopefully to us for, it can, the f- task falls to me, Adam and Delavitz, to oblige you. Before we begin, congratulations to Adam Davis, my co-host on not only returning safe and sound, but also uh, welcoming his uh, latest child into his family. Now, for the exciting stuff you all came to listen to. First, I know this is probably not going to come as a shock to most of our listeners here, but uh, Loudoun United has mathematically been eliminated from the playoffs. I know, it's... uh, Tragic, and who could have seen this one coming? On the bright side, we're not dead last like we've been uh, previously, and like DC United might be in their league. At least we can say we're above uh, Atlanta United 2, New York Red Bulls 2, and maybe Charleston Battery. So we got that going for us, which is fun. Uh, There were a couple of wins since uh, we last taped, or since I last taped a podcast, uh, Loudon got a 3-1 victory over Atlanta United 2. Tyler Freeman got a Man of the Match award from those of us in the Loudon Stampede, though. I do wonder if it should have gone to Gray. He showed uh, great ball handling, uh, great passing and interception skills, and he even got his first ever pro goal, which I was kind of surprised to find out, but because I thought he might have gotten one uh, somewhere in the last couple of years, but apparently this is his first ever outside of the academy, so tip the cap to Jeremy Garay. There were some several good defensive stops by uh, Jalen Robinson and Carson Von Stieg uh, during that game that caused, uh, when we started deliberating in the stands, uh, who might get the Man of the Match award. There's one guy in our section who asked if we ever gave it to a defensive player. We do give it to Zamudio, and I'm pretty sure we've given it to a defender, but Sorry, name escapes me at the moment, so forgive me if I'm wrong. Another note in the uh, unfortunate uh, 4-2 loss against Louisville, the last game that they played on September uh, 17th, the last game they played uh, at time of recording. So Mana Diara got his first goal in a Loudon shirt, and Ted Pietro got his first goal of the whole year, which I was kind of surprised to hear, but... Uh, Considering he's only been given spot minutes at D.C., uh, that's what you got. But he does have a goal and three assists when he's been loaned back down to Loudon, so we still love you, Teddy, down here. And, uh, wow, there's just, there's a lot of uh, now-confirmed uh, transfer news, so let me try to run down it as quick as I can. We got uh, former D.C. United Academy alum Jean-Christophe Coffey. And with his uh, ascension to the Loudoun United roster, we now have uh, four players from the Ivory Coast. Five, if you count Gausu Samake, who's, been, who's had a semi-permanent uh, spot here, even after getting called up to the first team. Kofi's been uh, 
with the Decent Academy between 2011 and 15, and also with the Virginia Cavaliers until 2017. After a few stints with the New York Red Bulls 2, Memphis 901, and the French third-tier team Cité, he uh, joined Loudon. Unfortunately, he's only been given uh, one uh, appearance so far that I've been able to find, and a couple others where he was on the bench but uh, not called up into play. Another uh, interesting uh, transfer that I didn't see coming, uh, an 18-year-old from Morocco named Hassan Akboub from uh, Mohammed VI Academy been loaned down to uh, here in Loudoun, I guess to get some pro experience. I didn't know much more about him other than seeing him score this amazing goal from just outside the box in a Middle East uh, set tournament in 2020. I guess he was 16 years old then. It's the only thing that I could really find about him on uh, YouTube. And uh, to their credit, the Loudoun United uh, social media team thought the same because that was the highlight that they showed when they announced after they announced his uh, signing or loan agreement, whatever you want to call it. In either case, congrats on getting your first pro ever pro match with us, Hassan. Uh, hope to see more of you soon. Well, you might have heard of Christian Benteke, who uh, DC has recently signed, but did you know he also had a brother who also happens to play professional soccer? That's right, we got uh, Christian Benteke's brother, Jonathan Benteke, who uh, was previously playing at Wegberg Beek, I hope I'm saying that right, in the German fourth or fifth tier, uh, and he signed with Loudon. Wouldn't be surprised if that was, you know, a package deal that uh, was thrown in to uh, entice Christian to come to D.C., but hey, I'm all for it if it uh, means we can get them both. Plus, he, uh, his first uh, night here, he was able to score a penalty shot to salvage uh, some pride in the 2-1 loss against uh, Pittsburgh Riverhounds. Also, um... In news that I'm apparently Nostradamus, Christian Fletcher, literally a day after recorded my uh, last episode, DC announced that they uh, signed him to the first team on what's I guess is technically a pre-contract because he's not technically with DC United's Youth Academy, but he also is on an academy contract with Loudon. Like I said, it's a bit complicated. And uh, Bethesda SC, or whoever controls their Twitter account, was a bit uh, annoyed that they didn't get proper credit for uh, the training that they gave uh, Mr. Fletcher. But uh, having said that, he got subbed in uh, the day after he signed the uh, deal, making his debut uh, in a 2-1 win against uh, New York City FC for the Black and Red. So... The contract, as I understand it, is he plays with Loudon till the end of this year, and then he'll officially be on D.C., but there's nothing stopping D.C. from making short-term loan as needed from Loudon to themselves before the contract officially kicks in and he becomes a first-team player. Hope you got all that, because MLS transfer rules are like Calvin Ball from year to year. They can change on a whim. The day after Fletcher got signed, Matai Akimboni, a 16-year-old, 
got a first-team contract as well. And unlike Fletcher, Akeem Boney is a member of the DC United Academy. Heck, I even saw him score a goal from half-field during a U-17 match against, I think it was uh, Philly Union's U-17s. I'm pretty sure he didn't intend to do it. It just, between his clearing the ball from half field and the way the winds were very strongly blowing that day, it just happened, and it was magical. And uh, I don't expect he'll score that many more goals. If he can just be a very good uh, center back keeping the ball in front of him, then uh, that'll be good enough because, well... DC, both the fans and the team have been clamoring for some more defenders to make up for all the attackers who've been joining the team, either called up from Loudon or signed outright. So here you go. And on top of that, uh, he's the uh, nephew of a uh, legendary Ghanaian uh, defender who played for Bayern Munich in his time, Sammy Kufour. I think I mentioned this during a previous uh, better known academy student uh, segment last year. Having said that, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's still on the radar of Ghana, also Nigeria, and finally uh, the U.S. But the U.S. has made the first move by calling him up to uh, practice with the uh, U-17s. Looking forward to seeing more from this kid when he, uh, if he grows into his role and his body. But having said that, it's not all uh, you know, peaches and cream for this team. Moses Nyman is going to a Belgian side, SK Beveren. Or, I should say, that he has been transferred to SK Beveren uh, in Belgium. Meanwhile, uh, Hayden Sargis, the defender who's technically on DC, but has spent most of his time playing with uh, Loudon, has been loaned out to the Phoenix Rising, most likely to the end of the year, and there are reports that Phoenix's coach wants him on a permanent transfer. If he's not getting time in D.C. and Vom Stieg and uh, Jalen Robinson are taking his minutes in Loudoun, then might be a good move for him. It's a shame, but sometimes that's how it goes. Same thing with uh, Joe Rice. Apparently he's being loaned, at least for the rest of the year, if not permanently, to uh, Detroit City FC. He didn't provide a lot of reasons to the staff as to why he should be subbed in when Luis Amudio has been doing so well and Rice's few appearances were, well, not. And they're still believing in Dane Jockerman, though we have yet to see him uh, suit up in a uh, official match for Loudon. And with those, we've also got a handful of rumors that I haven't been able to confirm at time of recording and watch them become confirmed one way or another shortly after this gets published. First of all, uh, Gavin Turner might be next to be called up to the first team. Maybe not this year, but possibly the next. I haven't seen him play a lot of time with Loudon, but his moments in the academy were pretty good. So I can definitely see that Rooney and the other coaches at the first team are... They think they might have something special with this kid. And they've had some pretty good success with uh, with Jackson Hopkins, with uh, with Christian Fletcher, and with Matai Akimboni, another academy kid who 
I haven't really seen much of outside of one friendly when Loudon played against uh, some George Washington students. Arvid Lindqvist apparently has been cited in Sweden with the team IFK Gotborg. For those of you who uh, pay attention to uh, our Big Brother podcast, the RFK Refugees or United 96, uh, Eric Sorga was, hope maybe still is there. He was transferred there uh, during the off season. So who knows? Maybe they uh, met up. Maybe they play together. I wouldn't know because I haven't been able to confirm if Lindqvist is playing with the first team in Gothenburg or the academy or if it's something different or if he's merely exploring the possibility of going there. After all, there there were reports a year or two ago that uh, that a Fletcher was signing with Borussia Dortmund or that uh, Akim Boni was signing with Bayern Munich. And uh, as you can see, neither of which happened in the end. Speaking of uh, foreign adventures, Isaac Espinal, uh, could he possibly go with Honduras if he's called up for an international spot? I don't have much to base this on other than uh, somebody from the Honduran side liking a tweet that he was displayed in, but uh, you know, we've already seen Jeremy Gray get uh, called up to El Salvador's national team and uh, Abdelatif Abukora joining the Egyptian U-20 side, so not out of the question. Now rolling into more uh, academy news with the players who are there today, I was able to catch uh, some of the new season. The U-17s are uh, playing matches against a bunch of local sides, against uh, Springfield, against Bethesda, against Alexandria, with more to come. I was able to talk to a man who uh, called himself Pat and uh, who thankfully let me sit on the side where, with the scouts and the other staff, though I was kind of the only guy there. And it didn't occur to me until after the fact that that was probably Patrick Okama, the uh, director of the uh, DC United Academy. And I feel like an idiot for not having asked before. So, uh, Pat, on the odd chance you're listening to this, if you're if you're in the mood to uh, interview with us in the near future, uh, we'd be happy to have you on. Some uh, more specific players that I've been looking at with some interest. Uh, you got... Uh, Dash Papez and uh, Gary Zhang, who've been showing some promise as uh, field generals, getting the uh, captain's armband during the times that I've been able to see them play. Also, there's uh, Nino Maldonado, who's still playing with the U-17s, and another academy kid who's caught the eye of uh, the Honduras national side, allegedly. Kind of figured that uh, the black and red might be taken an interest in him, but I haven't heard anything about that as of now. And uh, I hope I'm saying his name right, uh, Glee Bogdanov, fresh off uh, his play with the champion uh, U16 team, showing some incredible speed and motivation uh, when he's got the ball. He just needs to work on controlling his shot for the finishes better, but he was just firing on all cylinders when I saw him play uh, against Springfield as an attacker. And also, you gotta give a shout-out to the resilience of the U-17s. 
There was one point in the Springfield game where they were down to nine men, partly because of penalties, mostly because of an injury, especially to the aforementioned Dash Papez, and they were out of substitutes. The coach emphasized him, you know, to hold fast together, to keep an eye on defense, and not to let their emotions get the better of them. And they came through. They held on, and they got a commanding victory over the over Springfield's uh, U17 side. And uh, one more fun fact to remind our older listeners of their mortality, including myself. You remember uh, DC United player Santino Quaranta? Well, guess what? His son is now old enough to play with the U14 uh, DC Academy team. Yep, that's right. Valentino Quaranta is a member of the U14s. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to see them play yet. But uh, that leads me into my next segment. Upcoming home uh, matches for the DC United Academy. Unfortunately, I don't have a ton to report here. But here's what I do have from the MLS Next site. Uh, The U14s will be playing at the Maryland Soccerplex versus Achilles FC September 25th at 10.30 a.m. So if you happen to live near... uh, Closer to the Maryland side of the DMV area, you might be able to catch him playing there. After a little bit of a break, the U-14s will then come back home to Segra to play the Baltimore Armor at uh, 5.30 p.m. on October 15th and the Cedar Stars Academy from Monmouth, October 16th at 10 a.m. As for the 15s and 17s, Unfortunately, they don't play at home until late October. But if you or someone you know happens to be in the New York, New Jersey area, then you can see them play uh, during the first weekend of October against the uh, Junior Red Bulls and the uh, Junior NYCFC teams, respectively. And finally, one other bit of news that might have contradicted something I said uh, in my last episode. Apparently, Lucy Rushton gave an interview to Claudia Pagan on, uh, I think it was Twitter? Twitter Spaces? Anyways, that's not the important point. The point I'm getting at is that she threw cold water on the reports that DC was looking into a uh, Baltimore-based spinoff, whether for a reserve team or an academy team or both. So, it looks like my initial assessment that the Loudoun United will still be serving as the uh, reserve slash academy team for DC United directly was correct because they don't want to test uh, Loudoun counties. And it's probably cheaper slash easier to uh, just let them sit in the USL championship for now. Even if that means letting the uh, Loudoun United FC just keep smacking their head against the more focused pro teams that are in the USL rather than the academy teams that are moving to MLS Next Pro. So that's something to think about. Anyways, this has been a fun uh, Tuesday night that I'm recording. Hopefully things are looking up for me, and hopefully things will be looking up for uh, Loudoun in D.C. The Loudoun United is going to be playing in... uh, Segra Field tomorrow, though it'll probably be done by the time you hear this against Hartford Athletic. 
And then there's going to be a fireworks show on October 1st against uh, Detroit City. So if you're in the area during that uh, weekend, definitely stop on by. Just five more games to go in this season to salvage what we can and see uh, what both the Academy kids and the call-ups and uh, Christian Benteke's brother Jonathan have to offer. In any case, thank you all for listening. Hopefully we'll be able to do these more often. And as always, stay loud and united.